0: That life you always wanted but you didn't know. Cause you didn't know hello and welcome to the Kalamazoo Church of Christ podcast Thank you so much for listening We're startup church we just planted in September 2020 and at the Kalamazoo Church we believe that Christianity is done best when it is done together and so if you live in the Kalamazoo area we would love to connect be it coming to a Sunday service, one of our small groups, or even just grabbing coffee with a member to learn more, you can visit kalamazoo.church in order to do that. We pray that you are inspired by what you hear today. I wanted just to, to get right into the lesson here, and it's in Ephesians two. So, you guys, uh, you guys know we, we've been we're going through the series. So we just started last um, last Sunday, but the series. Is is be the church is what it's called. So we looked at messy church, and then there was a few different, um, you know, a few compilation of lessons. And now we're we're talking about the the call to be the church. And the start of the the series is what Joe talked about was the importance of realizing that it's not our story; it's it's God's story. Amen. And so that the goal is not to 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 fit our story into what we hear in in the Bible. The goal is to fit. Ah, I forget how, how that all works out. But the, the goal is that God's story is above o- and over, and it is the story Amen. to follow. It doesn't matter what what our story is. We're just we're really like this this lowly cast member uh, in this amazing production that is uh, that that is humanity and God's God's relationship with humanity. Um, but the goal of the series, though, it is it is to to challenge uh, our perspectives and paradigms as it relates to. Meeting at church on a Sunday, right? As, as it relates to you know, when you think about church, I'll oh, go to church. It's usually a place that you you think about going to. I'm gonna go and I'm gonna be here. <laughs> right. And it's a little bit easier to, to not think of it as a place, knowing that we don't own this thing. They could lock us out at any moment. They could uh, raise the, the the rent, and we'd be finding a different place. And so we realize it's it's a little bit easier for us. But understand that church is not just where you go on a Sunday. It's, it's a lot more than that, actually. Right, that's right. And so we're, one component of that is to understand that it's it's God's story. And if it's God's story, then we've got to embrace uh, what the Bible teaches. We're going to look at some of God's story this morning, and I think it's going to challenge us, actually. It's not going to sound challenging right away. We're all going to feel like, yes, we're a part of it, of course. But then I think by, by the end of it, I think there's going to be something that pulls at your heartstrings, because uh, I, I know that it, it does mine. Uh, it's, it's in Ephesians 2 um, you know the Bible says in, in verse 12 remember that at that time you were separate from Christ but now in Christ Jesus you who once were far away have been brought near by the blood of Christ and then in verse 14 it says for he himself is our peace who has made the two groups one and has destroyed the barrier the dividing wall of hostility by setting aside in his flesh the law of with its commands and regulations, his purpose was to create in himself one new humanity out of two, thus making peace. And in one body to reconcile both of them to God through the cross by which he put to death their hostility. So in, in what, what we're learning, what we're talking about is the call for of all nations. So a church would it be the church. It has to be his story. The, the second call is that we're, we're a church of all nations. And actually, it, it, the Bible says that we're, we're trying to create one new humanity, actually. Uh, there we go. I want to look right now. We're going to go through a bunch of scriptures really quick to talk about what God says about, about all nations. Uh, but just think about what does it look like to be a church of all nations? Don't we, don't we want that? That's something you say, well, of course, we want to be all nations. And, and I, I would say... For a majority, overwhelming majority of people uh, in in you know in America today, you'd ask them, "Do you want to be? Do you want to have everybody come to your church?" You'd say, "Yeah, I, I do." Um, but it's interesting because on Sunday, as you guys probably know or maybe understand, it is the, it's the most segregated day uh, in America of the entire week because there's black church and there's white church and there's Korean church and there's uh, Hispanic church and fill in the blank. There's even Indian Church. Maybe not here, but I know for sure in Grand Rapids there is. And I know for sure there is in Milwaukee as well. There's, there's just a little bit more of a population of, right, of, right. Uh, of my brethren there. But I – so it's the, most, it's the most segregated. So what do we mean? If, we, if everyone says – or majority of people say we want to be all nations, then how come we're not that way? Good question, bro. And I, and I would say that, that just something for us to embrace or realize is I, I think that, that the heart of what we talked about last Sunday – Uh, When we looked at embracing God's story above our own, it's his story, it does sound better, but it's a lot more difficult. If God's story is for all nations, it sounds better, but it's a lot more difficult. Uh, And it involves more work and more humility on our end than if we were just the heroes of our own story. Uh, So this is is God's plan from the beginning to have a church of all nations. Uh, It it says right away in Psalm 22, we're going to go through them very quick. All the ends of the earth will remember and turn to the Lord and all their families of the nations will bow down before him. Then again in Psalm, it says, May God be gracious to us, bless us, make his face shine on us so that your ways may be known on earth, your salvation among all nations. May all people praise you. Then again, all the nations you have made will come and worship before you, Lord. They will bring glory to your name. We can, it, God is a God of all nations, and unity, though, necessitates humility. Uh, the, the Bible, it, it, go, it goes on in Isaiah. It says in the last days, God's going to set up, uh, all nations are going to stream to this kingdom, that, that he says. Then he says uh, the mountain of the Lord, it's, it's referencing the idea of there being a new kingdom. Then again in Isaiah, uh, right at the end, he says there's a house of prayer for all nations. This is just God's, God's theme throughout. This Isaiah we won't look at, Jeremiah, another prophet, Uh, at that time, they will call Jerusalem the throne of the Lord, and all nations will gather in Jerusalem to honor the name of the Lord. And then in Daniel, another prophet, he was given authority, glory, and sovereign power, all nations and people of every every language, rather, worshipped him, his dominion is an everlasting dominion that will not pass away, and his kingdom is one that will never be destroyed. Haggai, I will shake all nations, what is desired by all nations will come. Zechariah, same thing, but then Jesus talked about it as well. He lived it out, and then then he talked about it in in Matthew 28. He said, therefore, go and make disciples of who? All nations. Right. We're beating a a horse. I just want us to see that this is what God, this is the the desire of God from the beginning Mm -hmm. of time. Go and make disciples of all nations, and then... At, at the end, this, and then he says it, he says it again, he's talking to his really close group, uh, but he says in verse uh, 46, he told them, this is what is written, the Messiah will suffer and rise from the dead on the third day, and repentance for the forgiveness of sins will be preached in his name to all nations beginning at Jerusalem. And then he says, but stay in the city, for we've been clothed with power from on high, and so he's, he's he's saying, this is, he's really talking about what happens in Acts 2. This amazing thing occurs, and, and the kingdom of God is opened up to all nations. God's attention, God, this is part of God's story. It's always been to all nations, and I think we all want that to, to take place. That's right. Uh, but what I what I want to do now, we'll switch gears just a little. I want to look at some of uh, this. There's this guy, this uh, theologian. Um, his name is Larry Hurtado. He's, a, he's an expert. In uh, in Christian theology, specifically early Christian theology, and he part of God's story. He said, "Let's figure out exactly uh, what are some of the core tenets that the first church believed, and so we can try to put it into practice." And this is where I think perhaps your heart might be might be tugged. Okay, all right, uh, hi Larry. <laughs> Larry, Larry, Larry. Uh, so the first is is he said as he was studying it, and he studied writings, and he studied how people practiced. He said that. Church was multiracial, multiethnic, and placed a high value on all members. That was what he said. People, that was one of the five. The second of the five was that church was spread across socioeconomic lines with a high value on caring for the poor. This is where we'll switch gears. The, the third is that it says the church was staunch in its resistance to infant, infanticide and abortion. Wow. The church was resolute in its vision of marriage and sexuality as between one man and one woman for life. Wow. And then, and then fifth, the, the church practiced love for enemies rather than vengeance. Wow. So sit with all of these things. How incredible is it? You're not going to find any other group on the face of this earth that is going to have these as the core tenets. They right. have some. They're not going to have all. Right. Uh, you know, if you, if you just... If you just said, well, let's just take the first two, we love these tenants, they sound amazing. We we want to serve the poor. We want there to be all, this is this is what we are about. Well, then, then we we might just say, well, we're, we're probably voting Democrat and we're calling it a day, right? Mm-hmm. And then if you said, okay, well, well, we're gonna just do the the, the, the second the second of the the, or the second two uh, right there, you'd say the church with no abortion. Marriage is between one man and one woman—you'd say, well, well, we better vote Republican then, right? I think. Um, and then you, you'd say, well, the third—the church practice love for enemies rather than vengeance—nobody likes that. Amen. <laughs> Amen. As, as you guys think about it, I, I would ask you the question: something for you to consider. Which of these, which of the five, do you have the most difficult? Time connecting with right away that you feel Good like question, ah, bro. that I, I agree but it makes sense right. except what about uh, you know there's there's always the what about this yep, and and wherever you would you would make a, a notice and say well I it doesn't sit quite right you're probably putting your story above God's wow. story. And so here's some, here some questions for us then, and we're going to keep going. This is, this is organized in a, in a little bit different way. The guy who organized it, I think, is like a great speaker, but I'm trying to learn from him, and I'm not there yet. So it, it says, these questions that we can have is, do I desire a diverse church family? Um, great, I think, I think, yes, yes, check that one. But then the question is, well, who do you invite to church? They just look like you? Good question. Second thing is, do I go out of my way to engage the family, like this this group? Am I am I looking for opportunities? I know for my for myself, it, it's some of it, it. I realize it's my job, but I thought even at the end of my time in college, I was just like, man, anybody who uh, who I, I look at who's kind of tall, I need to make a point that I'm going that I see him at church in Milwaukee, group of 240, we'd probably have 300 and change on a Sunday. I'm like, anybody tall, I gotta just make sure to say say hey to. I can't let him leave the door. And then I, then, but then that kind of grew a little bit. I was like, well, you know, anyone who I think looks, this is, who I think looks like could be a basketball player, I better go say hi to him. Okay. And then, but then it grew a little bit more. And I said, well, anybody who I see with a Hispanic woman, I better go say hi to that guy. (laughs) And then, and it just kept growing and growing and growing until you, you end up in a spot where anybody knew, I'm like, I better go say hi to that person. Right. we, we should be a group that, that that's like that. Even as immature as, as I was, it, it slowly grows, and, and, and you end up that way. But even the idea, do I desire a church family, but then who do I invite out? I, I experienced it this week at Aldi. Uh, Jordan was having a conversation with these uh, these, these this older couple. Um, and, you know, Jordan, you know, she's waving. She's high hi. And, you know, she just was having this conversation. And they, they were showing her so much attention, and uh, she doesn't like attention at all. And so... Uh, <laughs> But then, but then I literally, I I said, okay, bye, have a good one. And we, I walked away and, um, and then I was like, I'm preaching on this, this Sunday. What are you doing? I don't want to share something negative. And so I I pulled out the card and I was like, Hey, I don't know if you guys ever are looking for a church. Here's the card. We just, we moved here from Milwaukee. If you want to see more of Jordan, if you want to see more of me, you know, and, um, and they, you know, they said, Oh, thank you so much. They were very gracious. But I feel it. I mean I, I think if, if they were if it was a younger couple, I'd feel a little bit more apt to that, okay, I've got some of the tools to invite them. I know how to relate with them. And 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 this is this is the question I think we have to ask ourselves though. This one, do I do I seek to understand others' perspectives? Uh, there's what an amazing opportunity in in the church that we have to interact with, with people who think very differently and grow up very differently than, than right. we do and have conversations about topics that are really difficult conversations. You know, don't talk about voting, don't talk about... And yet it's amazing in the church how we should be able to, to talk about that and have a great conversation about it. And then the, the, the question, this is what we're going to talk about for a little bit, of, just about the idea of humility. Do I, do I think of others as better than me? Not do I treat them better than, than I treat myself. Not how I, I treat this group, I treat this person much better than they treat me. That's not what we're talking about. Do I? Do, do you think of others as better than than yourself, and not in a way that is self-loathing, but in a way that that's like Jesus? Uh, you guys can go to to Mark Mark ten. Come on, Jay, we're with you, bro. You. How can we do this? How can we be a church of all nations? How can we embrace God's story over our own? We're gonna we're gonna learn from Jesus. Uh, what what who better to learn from? It says uh, in in, in verse 17, as Jesus started on his way, a man ran up to him, fell on his knees before him. Good teacher, what must I do to inherit eternal life? Why do you call me good? Jesus answered, no one's good except God alone. You know the commandments. You shall not murder. You shall not commit adultery. You shall not steal. shall not give false testimony. You shall not defraud. Honor your father and mother. Teacher, all these I have kept since I was a boy. Amen. That what's a, It's a great question. What if we just ended there? We said that was... The end of the story, and and he just he had a good statement. He's kept all these things. Jesus could say, "Well, you know what? Great job, my friend. Keep on the the good path." But what does Jesus do? He he uh, he he embraces this this teaching. Here we go. Um, this this call right here that I think we can embrace too. It's in verse twenty one. It says Jesus looked at him and loved him. One thing you lack, he said, go sell everything you have, give to the poor, you'll have treasure in heaven, then come, follow me. At this, the man's face fell, he went away sad because he had great wealth. Jesus looked around and said to his disciples, how hard it is for the rich to enter the kingdom of God. What does it say that Jesus did? He just says he looked at him and loved him. As you think about the people uh, in this church that look different than you, the people that, that we want to come to this church. I, I don't want everyone to look like me. I think there, there's only a few people that look like me, just like there's only a few. There's some people that look a little bit more like you guys than me, but, but you know what I'm saying? Like, Amen. like there's not too many six, six people, but I, I just, you don't want everyone to look like you in the church you go to. That That's, that's weird. Jesus looked at him and loved him. The How amazing is it? Do you think Jesus afterwards was telling uh, Peter was maybe the orator to to Mark as he was penning this? Did he share, hey, Peter, I looked at that guy and I just loved him. When I looked at him, I loved him. Or do you think Peter probably saw his interaction and was like, oh, my goodness. I've never seen anybody look at somebody else the way Jesus is looking at this person. That is amazing. It's the call for you and I that, that if, if we are going to be people who, who invite all nations, if we're going to be people who are part of his story above our own, then we've got to be people who, who are, are comfortable, get good at looking at people and raising the, the, the temperature of how much we care about somebody just from interacting with them once. This is another truth is how you see people says something about how you see God. How you see people says something about how you see God. Jesus looked at that guy. He saw that guy and he immediately loved him. You know his relationship with the the father. How you see people says something about how you see God. We're going to look at one more scripture. And then we're going to kind of bring it in for a landing here. And, uh, and have a. Uh, well, there's one challenge, and then we're going to have a great, uh, great time of communion. The Bible says uh, in, in Philippians 2, it says, Therefore, if you have any encouragement from being united with Christ, if any comfort from his love, if any common sharing in the Spirit, if any tenderness and compassion, then make my joy complete by being like minded, having the same love, being one in spirit and of one mind. Do nothing out of selfish ambition or vain conceit. Rather, in humility, value others above yourselves, not looking to your own interests, but each of you to the interests of the others. The ability to be a a church of all nations and not just one that that talks about it, it, it's that the key is humility. We're supposed to to be like minded. Think about that. You know, like the idea of dying. To yourself and what what you really want to do. Certainly, we've got a certainly there's a conscience involved. We have to, you know there, there's you can be an individual in in a group for sure, but but I, I think in in Western culture, you guys can read enough books and realize that we're probably a little bit too individual and a little bit uh, a little bit less less connected as right. being a part of the group. So I would say so I would say if ever there comes a point when you feel like you know I, I'm kind of I'm kind of compromising a little bit of my individuality. I think I think that's probably okay. Now it can't go on forever. It can't be. I'm always. I'm. Ne- it's never me. I'm just doing what somebody. Else. That's that's not. That's not. That's not a church. That's 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 something else. Right. But if you feel it pull a little bit, I think that's okay because we understand that if if you were born in America, you grew up in America, we're we're fed the idea that you know be your own man, be your own woman, and so if you feel a little bit of a pull, that's okay one in spirit, of one mind, do nothing out of selfish ambition and humility, value others above yourself. When we're known, think about us being known as, a, as the most, I don't know how we'd go about doing this, but what if we were the most humble church? If we, say, if we, you know, we, we can't post about being the most humble church, then we're not the most humble church. <laughs> but but consider what what it would, you know, so you're, we're going down a rabbit's hole that's maybe futile, but was, what if we were the most humble church that we just... We, we were the most gracious to people walking in. We, we were, you know, whenever we made a mistake from the pulpit, we said, I'm sorry. Individually, we said, I'm sorry. We, we just, it, there was no ego. They're collecting, everyone's willing to, to work and do. And I think, I think we're on the path is what I would say. And it's really, it's really cool to see. But when, when we're a, a church like that, you know, who's, people are going to flock in. Because everyone wants to be a part of something like that. Everyone wants to be a part of, of something amazing where it, it sounds unnatural, but where ego is put to the side and, because we can put it towards something amazing. Everyone wants to be a part of that. I, I would say we just haven't probably seen it in church in, 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 in a long time. When I say we, I mean I mean humanity and not, not necessarily this church in general. You know what I'm saying? Uh, unity necessitates Humility. I want to uh I want to challenge us. Uh so one practical challenge right now, this week, is to invite someone to church that is not like you. That doesn't that doesn't look like you. Invite someone to church who doesn't look like you. Well, what are they what are they what are they supposed to look like? I don't know what they're supposed to look like, but just that doesn't look like you. Uh someone who is intimidating, maybe you see the same same person. Just invite them, see what happens. Certainly God's God's working, he's gone before you already. He's going ahead of you, and he's walking right there with you. But but just, just do it and, and see what happens. I think we'll, we'll be on the path to, to creating a, a church of all nations. Um, you know, what's so cool is that, that Jesus, again, this is not just for some kind of social club that we want. Well, we want inclusion, and that's not why we're doing this. We're doing this because Jesus rose from the dead. He died on a cross, and he rose from the dead, and he gives us the opportunity to, to, uh, to, to be a part of something amazing that involves everybody. And so right now we are, we're going to pray for communion. I'll ask uh, Dominique to come on up. And, and we're going to pray for communion. And as we do, just just remember the sacrifice that, that Jesus made to give us the opportunity to do something that's way bigger than ourselves. Amen? Amen? Awesome. Come on, Dominique. All right, let's pray. Father God, thank you so much for us to be able to be here. God, just to uh, take a a great service, Lord, just to be able to learn more about being outside of ourselves, God, and just really showing the love to others that you've always shown to us, God, to help us, Lord, to uh, live out the example that you've given us through the scriptures, God, and the example that you've given us through our lives, God. God, I just pray for the communion today, God, that we can uh, take the the bread and the fruit of the vine that represents your Your body Your body and your blood, Lord, and just remember what you've done for us, God, The the sacrifices that you've done, God, just help us, Lord, just to Never let that go, God, and never to to forget or feel complacent or just take it for granted, the thing that you've done for us and that you continue to do for us day for day, God. We just love you so much. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Amen. Thank you so much for listening to the Kalamazoo Church of Christ podcast. If you're in the Kalamazoo area, we'd love to get connected. Please go to kalamazoo.church.org and fill in your information to come to a Sunday service or any other event that we have going on. In any case, you'll be hearing from us next week.